I learned that that song is hung at the sun at interface services around Israel and Palestine. And I thought we didn't butcher the language too bad, but then I don't know Arabic. So um, it was good, though, to hear it sung in our chapel. Earlier this month, I was part of a two-week Christian peacemaker delegation to Israel and Palestine. During that time, I saw, heard about, and participated in many inspiring instances of nonviolent resistance to occupation and peacemaking between peoples considered enemies, events seldom covered by the mainstream media. Today, I want to share with you a little of what I witnessed. After an or, uh, orientation by ICAD, which is the Israeli Committee Against Housing Demolitions, in Jerusalem about the complex matrix of control the Israeli government has created over Palestinians, which includes settlements, checkpoints, walls, Israeli-only roads, our 14-member delegation traveled to Atwani, a small village with electricity only four hours in the evening and no running water, and the South Hebron Hills, where CPT has been working since 2004. We had been asked to participate in the march from Atwani to Afekate School. You see some of the slides from that organized by women and children in support of the school, demanding that the road to the school be kept open, the military was threatening to close it, condemning the recent confiscation and demolition of the school truck, which served as a bus for the children, by the Israeli military. Some of the mothers also told us that they wanted the children not to be afraid and to encourage a peaceful response in them and efforts to close the school. Shortly before the march was to begin, we learned that the military had closed the road entering the area to prevent press or other people from joining the march. We were anxious for a few minutes, but the village leaders decided we would go ahead. So we began to march our ride. We see PTers in our red hats, which identifies the Christian peacemaking team. Um, to Afikate, a journey of over an hour and a half. After we arrived, falafel sandwiches were passed around, followed by speeches by both women and men, and traditional dancing. The women pay for traditional dance lessons with funds from their cooperative because, they said, it is important for children to have fun in the midst of conflict and to preserve their culture. A small group of Palestinian college students from um, Ramallah joined the march. They had received nonviolence training from Bernard Lafayette, a colleague of Martin Luther King Jr. through the US-based Love Thy Neighbor program, which does nonviolence training in Israel and Palestine. A Christian peacemaker team of four or so people has been living permanently and working in Atwani since 2004, when village leaders decided to respond nonviolently to the beating of an elderly woman by settlers when she was grazing sheep on land to which her family holds title. And we saw a photograph of how she looked um, after this beating. Her son, Hafez, told us he wanted revenge for his mother after the beating. But she said to him, that will only make it worse for me, for you, 
and for the village. So they decided they would use nonviolent uh, resistance to the occupation, the repression, the violence. They knew about the work of CPT in Hebron, the major city in this area, which began in 1995. So they invited CPT to expand their work to Atuani, whereas internationals, they accompany shepherds to grazing areas, because this is often a time when some of the settlers do beat the villagers. Um, they monitor the military escort, which the Israeli Knesset ordered to protect school children from stoning and other attacks by settlers when using the public road to the school in Atwani. This boggled my mind. A few of us went out in school patrol one day, and to think that the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, has to order the military to accompany the children so they won't be attacked, but then the military doesn't always do it, so CPT stands with binoculars and cameras to see if the soldiers come out to meet the children. If they don't come, which happened the day we were on patrol, they call the military commanders and say, remember, the Knesset ordered you to do this. Where are you? If they still don't come, they call Israeli human rights groups who call the military commanders and say, where are you? The children are ready to march to school. And the children um, have a reason to be fearful. We saw photographs of masked men with baseball bats who come out to threaten them if they walk along this road. So for the people in the village, having this Christian peacemaker team there as an international presence, uh, the cell phones, the Israeli human rights group, is an important part of um, their uh, maintaining their commitment to nonviolent resistance um, and to support them in remaining on their land. Now, this is part of the West Bank, which I guess I thought was controlled by the Palestinian Authority, but some of you may know what I did, and that 60% of the West Bank is under full Israeli military control to protect a string of Israeli settlements stretching from Hebron to the Green Line, the 1948 ceasefire line. ICAD, the Israeli group, told us that many of the settlers in this area are ideological rather than economic settlers. They are biblical fundamentalists who believe that God has given them this land and they want the Palestinians to leave. So they're trying to harass them until they do leave. One Israeli author has written a book about this called The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine. We did visit one of these settlements, Susha, which is uh, just a few miles away from the little village of Atwani, and our host read biblical verses to us, which he said proved that God had given them this land. He also said that we as Christians who believe in God should support them in this claim, as many evangelical and fundamentalist Christians already do. Now, there are many Israeli groups which support Palestinians remaining on their land. When over 100 olive trees, which is the basis of the livelihood of the villages, were cut down in Atwani, rabbis for human rights came and replanted them. And the villagers were very moved. They're a Muslim community. You may be able to tell from the photographs that these rabbis came to replant their trees. Uh, Beth Selim, 
um, an Israeli Jewish human rights group, uh, I hope, Joe, I'm not butchering the Hebrew, means made in God's image, provides video cameras to Palestinian villagers so they can document attacks by settlers and soldiers and then supports them when they bring their cases before Israeli courts. Israeli human rights group, as I mentioned, respond to calls from CPT reserve villagers about attacks, um, about failures of military escorts. And we were told repeatedly how much the presence of CPT and these Israeli groups means in maintaining the commitment to nonviolent resistance, which gets tested many, many days. From the South Hebron Hills, we traveled to Bethlehem which is no longer a quiet little village. <laughs> Those of you who have been there know it's a large city. And we came face to face with the separation wall. You see it in some of the slides. It was a shocking and disturbing experience. Now some Israelis believe that it keeps them safe from suicide attacks, but ICAD, the Israeli Committee Against Housing Demolition, says that it is primarily the Palestinian commitment to move from violent to nonviolent resistance that emerged in the second infatata that has dramatically reduced these attacks and that they don't get enough credit for this change that they've made. Uh, ICAD also points out that some military officials see the wall as primarily symbolic and that it does little to increase security. They further point out that this map doesn't really separate Palestinians from Israelis in most places, but Palestinians from other Palestinians. Palestinians who live in Bethlehem, and here there's a large population of Christian Palestinians as well as Muslim Palestinians, need a permit to go to East Jerusalem, which is the cultural and commercial heart of Palestine. It's less than 10 miles away. Permits are seldom granted, particularly to residents of the two large refugee camps in Bethlehem, where those who lost their homes in 1948 still live. Palestinians, as you can see, use graffiti as the creative form of nonviolent resistance to the wall. They actually organized uh, graffiti workshops and chose slogans. Uh, you can see that some people added their own, like so-and-so loves so-and-so, but you also see some of the slogans, um, country is known in part by not just what it does, but what it tolerates. My favorite Fear builds walls, hope builds bridges. Many Palestinians who live in Bethlehem, both Christian and Muslim, are involved in various forms of nonviolent resistance and peacemaking. The Lutheran Church there and in Jerusalem is among the leaders and supporters of these programs. So I was proud to be a professional Lutheran on this Christian peacemaker trip. We returned to Jerusalem at the end of our delegation and joined Women in Black in their Friday weekly vigil. Women in Black is Jewish and Palestinian citizens of Israel who have held weekly vigils since 1998, over 20 years, to express their belief in peace and to demand that the Israeli occupation of the Palestinian territories come to an end. They wear black clothing and raise black signs in the shape of a hand with white lettering in Hebrew, Arabic, and English that reads, Stop the Occupation. 
Uh, this group that founded the movement meets in Hagar Square, also called Paris Square, near a major intersection in West Jerusalem. But women in black vigils have spread to scores of other cities in Israel and around the wor world. The most poignant instance of peacemaking we witnessed was the Parent Circle Families Forum, a grassroots organization of more than 500 bereaved Palestinian and Israeli families. The acronym for their organization is PCFF. It promotes reconciliation as an alternative to hatred and revenge. They are intent in promoting dialogue between Palestinians and Israelis, despite having lost close relatives in the course of the Middle East conflict. We heard Ben tell the story of his daughter, Yael, an Israeli army officer who was killed by a Palestinian suicide bomber, and Aisha, whose Palestinian brother was shot and killed by Israeli soldiers. They each said that it had taken them over two years from the time of these deaths and the invitation to join the Parents Circle Families Forum. They re resisted so long because of anger. How could they talk to the people who had killed their loved one? But eventually, Ben said in part it was curiosity brought him to come and meet people from the other side who had lost family members to share their stories, in some cases, to become friends. And through this, they have found a purpose in their lives after the loss of their loved ones. When the Israeli government said some years back that there was no partner for peace talks, PCCF set up a free peace line where you could call in, and if you were Israeli, you would be connected to a Palestinian, if you were Palestinian, you would be connected to an Israeli, and you could talk about your desire for peace. Now, the population of Israel and the West Bank combined is under 10 million. One million phone calls between Palestinians and Israelis have been made. So they say, there's a partner for peace. Um, they organize trips to hear each other's people's stories asking the Palestinians to go with them to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial, which is very haunting, particularly the children's uh, memorial, where you go into a dark space and there's twinkling lights as the names of the one and a half million children who were killed in the Holocaust are read, along with their ages and the countries they were living in. And then uh, the, the Israelis go to the sites of some of the hundreds of Palestinian villages that were destroyed and erased. One of them has the American Independence Park on top of it during the 1948 Israeli War of Independence, which Palestinians call the Nakba, the catastrophe. Ben and Aisha from the Parents Circle Families Forum stress that the peace process is controlled by politicians. And ordinary people can't really have much of an impact on it. But that as bereaved family members, as ordinary people, they can help start a process of reconciliation so that ordinary people, um, even those who've lost family members in the conflict, can learn to live together and share the land. That's their goal, to live together in peace and to share the land. These stories and experiences move me to affirm Jesus' words 
Blessed are the peacemakers, Israeli, Palestinian, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, for they will be called children of God. May we be inspired to support them in their work and to practice peacemaking in our own conflicts. Amen.